very word of God. Thank you, Sir Greg. Good morning, and uh, thank you, specials. Before we read our Bible, we, there's a prayer request here. Uh, prayer request for Chloe Dewey. She was admitted uh, last night, I guess, or yesterday at Dabo Doctors Hospital. Please pray for Chloe. As announced by Sir Greg, um, we have we have uh, started our soul winning program. And first of all, it starts with uh, the full time. And uh, but this week we are open to members that would like to join us. We have our devotion 8 o'clock up to 8.30 and then we leave the church. So we, let me explain that in doing this, we maintain um, distance and we require our workers to wear face mask and uh, face shield. And my instruction was to, if uh, possible, they stay at the gate and uh, introduce themselves and always maintain distance so they can stay outside the gate. If ever the owner of the house would allow them to come in, uh, they, they just stay outside and ask the, uh, you know, to, to stay away. And uh, we stay only for 10 minutes. No more ten minutes. So we had it in the morning and uh, in the afternoon on Thursday. Now, if you if you want to join, please let the office know so that we can arrange. Because even in our, we use the bus, we maintain order, we maintain distance, and uh, if in the if in case we we uh, uh, need more transportation so that we can prepare, so please let us know. How many of you are joining us on Thursday? And uh, so far, it was blessed by God. And uh, both sides, in, on our part, as full-time workers, we we were uh, we were revived in our soul winning. It's been for more than a year, or a year exactly, that uh, we had missed soul winning. And uh, my my mind is this. Um, yesterday, there were 7,000 victims of uh, the virus all over the country, 7,000 plus. That's unheard of since the pandemic. And uh, because of this new variants coming, there could be a possibility that we go lockdown again. Very likely we can go back. And we are praying not, but uh, it could happen. So we will miss again the work. And I feel the Lord could come anytime. We just cannot let. While there is still a small amount of opportunity for us to share, let us do it now. And so Friday we have visitation. How many of you, pilas and yoha ang nabisitaan this week? And you are here. Uh, just, just, nabisitaan mo sa mga workers last Friday. Can you raise your hand? Uh, amen. So, plenty of them. So, uh, we miss our people and they miss us. So, always maintain uh, proper protocols 
And uh, so we, we just stay. I told the workers, one is enough, and then we go home. So we, we uh, drop them in a place. So we, we only go to a particular place, like uh, Bahada. So we drop our workers, and after that, we collect them back para for safe, uh, uh, for safe uh, reason, safety reason. So uh, we want to keep our workers safe as we can. And so be praying much for us. Last Thursday, Mamelsa and I went to Earl Joyce Steel Publication Services. And I asked uh, Engineer uh, uh, Lumantad if, if he could give us the opportunity in Catalonan Pequeño to share the Word of God. And he was so glad. He said, Pastor, we need that. He's a, he's a Catholic, but said, Kinangla uh, namo pastor. So we, we, we had our Bible study. There were seven of his men. He said, that we, two of them did not report. Seven of his men listened to our Bible study, and, and including him. So, tunga tunga sa Bible study ni Gawasa kanay customer. Wana sa kabalik. And I gave the invitation, and seven of them professed to receive the word of God. And it was a victory. And si Pastor, human na ka? I said, tagay lang kung 10 to 20 minutes to share the word of God. And I'll keep my word. Balokubisimo. So I ended mga 15 to 20 minutes. I said, dali ya, Pastor Oirigi, magnabitay ko. I said, next time, padugay-dugay ya. So, makabalik po dito ko, engineer. I said, balik, direpirmi. So, we see the opportunity. They still open out there. So, uh, if you have in your office, you can talk to your boss. Then talk to me. I'll be glad to do it personally or send somebody to conduct. We have Bible study in Sir Albert's place. And it's still going on very well. We have Bible study in Dabo Aluminum Corporation in Turil. And we want to extend more and more and more opportunity. And uh, with that, I hope uh, you'll be challenged to do the work of God. Your, your Bible, please, this morning. In the book of Acts 27, verse number 20, after verse number 25, kindly rise this time as we give uh, reverence to the word, uh, the reading of the word of God. In Acts 27, verses 20 to 25, I start reading verse 20 to 25. There it says, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, we should have, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loose from Crete, to and to have gained this harm and loss. And when I exhort you to be, now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Now, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not. Paul, Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with the heavenly Father. We praise and thank you for the word of God today. 
And I'm asking Lord that you empower the word that will come out from the from thy servant's mouth. The Lord just use me as a earthen vessel to convey the word of God. The power is in the word of God. We're just simply sinners saved by grace, vessels to be used for thy glory and for thy honor. I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be challenged and people today will be blessed. I pray for those who are listening right now that are not yet saved. They have not experienced the saving, miraculous saving power of the blood of Jesus. I pray, dear Lord, that you reach down and enlighten their hearts and their minds today. I pray for us Christians to be challenged. For in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Kindly be seated this time. I am bringing a sermon entitled this morning, No Matter What Happens, Never Stop in Believing God. No matter what happened, never stop in believing God. In verse number 25, the Apostle Paul says, Sirs, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, take courage, for I believe God. And that settles everything. I believe God. Our text this morning deals with a difficult moment in the life of Paul, a very difficult moment in his life as an apostle, as a servant. He was bound to Rome as a prisoner this time. He's on a journey going towards Rome to stand before his accusers in a court of law, sensing the grave danger in proceeding at the, the present time they were on a journey. Paul reminded them, he urged those on board with him to delay the trouble until a more suitable time. Look at verse number 9, please. In verse number, <coughs> verse number 9. Now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. Now, Look, the physician was the writer of the book of Acts, and so he was gathering details on what happened, actually, the actual uh, events. And, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and the ship, but also our lives. But nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken of Paul. So there's nothing he can do about it. Refusing to listen to his warning, the ship sailed soon and uh, was caught up in the midst of a ferocious storm. They did not listen. They refused to listen to Paul and threatening their lives of all on board. And keep in mind that there were 276 persons inside that ship. 276, all in all, uh, including the crew, the passengers inside that ship. While we are not on ship, we can look at this, while we are not on ship headed to Rome to stand trial, 
We all, we are all on a journey to the sea of life. We are all on a journey to the sea of life. At times the sea is calm and your journey is enjoyable and we enjoy traveling. During other times the waves are rough and we are forced to sail within the storm. We need faith, we need the faith that this great Apostle Paul possessed when faced with those difficult times in life. While it is not easy, believers are promised safe, remember that, safe passage to the other side. And uh, maintaining our faith in the Lord will aid us on the journey. In the book of Philippians chapter 1 and look at verse number 6. The Apostle Paul said, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The word perform means the Lord God will see us through as we journey in the storms of life. In John 14 verse 1 to 6, we know that, we're familiar with that passage, Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place. Let not your heart be troubled. My first point is this. Look at verse number 20. The first point is this. Life was tested. And the life of Paul was tested by a severe storm. Job said in Job 14 verse 1, man is born, man is born of a woman, is born of a woman, is a few days and full of trouble. The storm Paul and the others face was strong, a strong tempest. And humanly speaking, humanly speaking, they were disoriented, number one. They were confused at this time in verse number 20. Let us look at verse number 20. There it says in verse number 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest, dili basta basta, lay on us. And as a result of that, humanly speaking, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. All hope that we should be saved was then, he says, taken away. So number one, we find themselves here. We find this man disoriented. What does it mean? When neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. The tempest was so severe. And I can bring this into other places in the Bible. I say, imagine the trials of Job, how he was disoriented as a man of God. We can look at the trials of the children of Judah in the land of Babylon during the 70 year captivity. How they, came, they became disoriented. Imagine the trials of Daniel being thrown into the den of lions. Imagine Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being cast into the fiery furnace. Now Paul and his companions were, generally speaking, disoriented. Disoriented. And uh, now, in those, in, in those days, we need to consider this. Ships did not enjoy all the modern 
uh, navigational equipment used today. We have Simeon here, we have Sardine here, and they, he can explain to us the modern uh, radar that they use today, the modern equipments that would keep them safe and in their journey. In those days, ship did not enjoy, they did not have the privilege of modern equipments used today. And they just defended on, completely depended on the sun, the stars, to guide their journey. For many days, the storm had raged, and they were unable to see the heavenly bodies for direction. They cannot see the stars, they cannot see the sun, or whatever, the moon to guide them. It was dark all over, and so they were in the midst of a great storm, and had no idea where they were headed. Asa sila padulong, they had no idea. The testing in life is so painful. Testing in life can be so painful. They just do not know it. How painful it is for someone to go through the testings of life. Count the tears at night time and count the sorrow inflicted upon those who are going through. People may laugh at what is going on with you, but I want to tell you it's so painful. It's so painful. I can relate to the time of Job and I can relate to the time of Daniel being thrown into the dens of, den of lions. And I can, I can relate to what happened to Paul at this particular time. While in the midst of adversity and storms, it is easy for even the strongest Christian to become disoriented. And Paul, I believe, Paul, I believe, is the greatest Christian who ever lived. I believe he's the greatest missionary who ever lived, the greatest preacher who ever lived, the greatest Christian who ever lived. But let me say, tell you this, that even the strongest Christians can become disoriented in the journey of life. We must keep our eyes on the sun, the Lord Jesus Christ, if we are to maintain a proper direction. Thank God the Bible has given us the right direction. In Hebrews 2, 12, verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I have been there. I have been there. The people that you have spent tears to build up and to love. And uh, thank God we have Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In verse number 3, Hebrews 12, verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Because of the severe storm, the severest ever that came to Paul at this time, he became disoriented. And then, look at verse number 20, not only disoriented, no, no doubt, majority of them got discouraged. Let us look at verse number 20. When neither sun nor stars in the day, in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. Can you imagine? The ship just float on, and, uh, and going, maski there is no direction. They just let it go. And uh, anything can happen, anytime. All hope that we should be saved. I don't know how we, 
we feel that. I don't know how to expound that. I don't know how to see that. When all hope was gone, for us to be saved, it happened. And it was, Luxus was taken away. Luke is with Paul on the journey. He has recorded the book of Acts for us. In the midst of this severe storm, now Luke admits that all hope of surviving seemed gone. It was gone. They, they were beginning to resign to defeat, actually. Feeling as they all would perish at the sea. Tuldok na, period na, we are going to die. This is the end of it. There is no more beyond. There is no more something good we see beyond this. This is death now. This is going to end right here. That is exactly the frame of mind that Satan wants every believer to possess. He wants you and me to think that there is no more hope beyond. He wants, you, he wants, he wants to deliver our focus from the Lord to the storm we face. The devil would always like for us to focus our minds on the storm instead of seeing the Lord. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus no matter what. Keep looking on Jesus. Keep looking on Jesus. Keep looking on Jesus. The devil says, no. Try to feel the storms around us. Try to see the danger around you. Look there. Put your eyes on the danger. <clears throat> but looking unto Jesus. So they admit that all hope of surviving <clears throat> seems gone. And they were beginning to resign defeat. Everything was gone. The hope was gone. And they are going to perish at sea. That is exactly what the devil wants us to feel. And uh, he seeks to have us believe we will never survive the adversity we face and the, the, the adversity we face and there is no use to press on. He wants us to abandon our efforts and stop serving the Lord. Thank you. He wants us to abandon our efforts in serving the Lord. All you have to do is to stop serving the Lord. That's number one. They were attacked. They had been tested by a severe storm that resulted naturally into disorientation, that resulted naturally into discouragement. But God wants us to see him. God, the devil, wants us to, to see the circumstances of our lives. God wants us to see the Lord. God wants us to see his hand. Number two, in response, Paul showed, by the grace of God, showed a fervent prayer life. What is the answer to the problems that try to confuse us, to try to destroy us? The answer is prayer. Look at verse number 21, please. But after long abstinence, meaning they did not eat anything, drink anything, after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened to me, dapat namati mo sa kuha, and not have loosed from Crete, and, and gained this harm, 
and great loss, great harm. This verse reveals the fervent, actually, the, 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 the fervency of Paul in prayer. While he was a man of prayer, while everyone else had given up hope, Paul remained strong and steadfast in prayer. He remained strong and steadfast in his hope in the Lord. When everything, when everything and all hope goes away, when all kinds of hope is gone, there is always the chance to hope in the Lord. To hope against hope. First of all, let us look at the context here in verse 14. Look at verse number 14, Acts 27, verse number 14. But not long after three, there arose a, a, against it a tempestuous wind called Eroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up the, the wind to the wind, we let her drive. Meaning to say, let her have her way. Gipasagdan na nila kung asa siya manto and running under a certain island which is called Clada, we had much work to come by the boat. And verse 18, And we being exceedingly toast with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. They lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest, no small tempest lay on us. To fully appreciate the dedication of Paul, we must understand the, the adverse conditions they, they faced. The storm was so intense. <clears throat> I, I, I cannot imagine asagi ka ng balod, ang hangin, kusukuso silag maayo. You have to understand that. And uh, so the storm was so intense, they had no control over the ship. The captain had, had the decision to let the ship go where, wherever she wished to go. Can you imagine? Their path was literally being dictated by the storm this time. We have to accept that. The captain is no longer in control. The ship is no longer in control. It was completely the storm has controlled and taken over. As the storm continued to rage, they were forced to begin throwing everything overboard in an effort to keep the ship afloat. So throw it away. Throw it away. There can be no doubt the ship and those who sailed upon it were in a perilous situation. Number two, let us look at the commitment of Paul not only, not only looking at the context, look at the, the, the commitment of Paul in verse number 21. Verse number 12, but after long abstinence, Paul stood, in, 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 stood forth in the midst of them. How many? 276. So he was now talking to 275. He stood in the midst of them and said, Sirs, <coughs> You should have listened to me, hearkened to me, and we should have stopped for a while and wait for the, 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 you know, the right time to live, but there was nothing I can do. While the storm con you know, continues raging, 
it is apparent that Paul had been within the ship praying and seeking the Lord. They were disoriented. They were, they were so terrified throwing this and that and uh, crying to their different gods most likely. But Paul was at peace with the Lord. Paul was seeking God's approval. Paul was seeking, was seeking the Lord. Everyone else may have abandoned hope. But Paul did not. He committed himself to fervent prayer in the midst of the storm. He committed himself firm in the midst, in his prayer life, in the midst of the storm. And let me say this again. Whatever, whenever it seems all hope is gone, hope in God's word. Hope in God's word. In, in the book of Romans chapter 4, look at verse number 18. Romans chapter 4 and verse number 18 in your Bible, please. Like Abraham of old, hope, humanly speaking, was gone. Romans 4, look at verse number 18. Who against hope? That is human hope. That is what we can understand as far as human understanding can conceive. And humanly evaluation or human evaluation can, can relate. Who against hope <clears throat> believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. There are two kinds of hope, human hope, and the hope that is produced by the word of God. Hope, according to Mr. Webster, he says hope can be something that could very likely happen or it may not happen. It could happen or may not happen. So that is why I said, well, I hope things would get, you know, better. And then it would get worse. That is the hope of the world. But hope in God's side is this. Hope is a deep settled confidence in the word of God. That whatever God says, it will not fail he will do what he says. For sure it will happen because God said it so. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. So now when, when the hope of the world is gone, hope in the word of God. Hope against, who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was Spoken the word of God. What matters to Abraham was he would go and see an Abigaine with a 90 year old wife, Sarai, and, and the doctors would say, and she could, he could probably make an appointment with Dr. Eileen, and she's the best, one of the best Abigaines in the city. And so, mom, there's, there's uh, someone. Next, uh, Dr. Eileen would say, next, uh, please uh, let her in, uh, instructing her secretary. And she would probably have a big eye seeing a 90-year-old. said, Dr. Uh, 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 we're hoping to have a child. said, you know, Masikinsa would say, Ma'am, kadungog ka, ma'am? There is no hope. No matter what we do, there is no hope anymore. You have to learn to accept the fact that 
There are things in life that we just cannot do. We, can, we cannot change. And that, that is one thing you have to learn to accept. Probably doctora would say, well, la, um, ako Christian ko, and I'd like to read you, read you the word of God, na ay mga butang sa life that we have to learn to accept. Na di nagid pwede. So I'm praying that God will give you the courage to accept what you cannot change. The fact of life says, dili ka na pwede. But for Abraham, I said, I can go beyond the limitation of human hope. Because God said it. Because it is the word of God, nothing can, nothing can change God. In verse number 20, 19, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully, verse number 21, fully persuaded that what he had, that next word is promise. Whatever the Lord has issued as the word of God, God is able also to do it. You're looking at the impossible situation now. You believe God. Remember this. God can do the impossible. God can do. Whenever all hope is gone, seems to be gone, hope in God's word. Number two, in the midst of a severe storm, Paul had experienced now the faithfulness of the Lord. No matter what happened, you can always count the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. Paul knew the Lord was faithful and he wanted those on board in the ship to recognize it too. God is faithful and there are three realities about God that we shared uh, he, that he shared with them. Number one, he shared with them the, the presence of God. I, can, I am standing, I'm strong, I'm believing because of God's presence. Look at verse number 23. Going back to Acts chapter 27 and verse number 23. There it says, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, God himself, whose I am, there is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve. Paul assured them that he had, he had been in the presence to go. All throughout the raging storm. While others were losing hope. Paul felt exactly the presence of God. He assured them that he had been in the presence of the Lord. And while others were fearful and hopeless and feeling Left mercy to the storm, in the mercy of the storm, Paul assured them that God was in the midst during the turmoil of the storm. And Paul had rested in the presence and security of the Lord. That is what we need. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. That is what made David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for I know you are with me. He assured them 
He felt the presence of the Lord. He felt the possession of the Lord. Verse number 23, it says there, But there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve. Meaning to say, everything of me is owned by God. I am in the ministry because God has put me here. I am here, I'm still alive, and whatever happened, I belong to God. And I'm in his hand. I'm in his hand. He will preserve me. He will preserve me. They stood by me. While the others were in the state of panic, Paul rested in peace. He knew he belonged to God, and he was trying to follow the Lord's direction and serve him faithfully. Paul declared that he belonged to the Lord, and the Lord was bigger than any storm they faced. He was secure in the hand of God. Be still and know that I am God. Number one, he assured them of the presence of God, the possession of God. And then in verse 24, he assured them of God's provision. Saying, fear not, verse 24, Paul, thou, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all that sail with thee. 276 all in all. God had promised to Paul that his life would be spared along with those who traveled with him. Not only would perish, not only would not perish in the storm, they were safe in the hands of God. I don't know about what is the storm, the kind of storm we are facing individually, but the Lord can be trusted. And thirdly, look at verse number 25. In the midst of the severe storm in life, Paul had kept his undaunted faith in the Lord. Saying, fear not, Paul, verse number 25, Sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe When the devil comes along and tells you there is no hope, say, I believe God. When things are hopeless, say, I believe God. Where preserves be of good cheer, I believe God. And, and uh, remember this, it shall be and it shall be, says, even as it was told me. Proverbs 18, verse number 10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Proverbs 18, verse 10, and In Psalm 28, verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song, I will praise Him. Psalm 119, verse 20, 49 and 50. Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. Thy word hath quickened me. Thy word hath quickened me. Remember this, he expressed a strong faith, undaunted faith, in the word of God. A strong faith in God in the midst of the storm has allowed Paul to experience two things. Number one, God's peace. God's peace. 
And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. While he expressed his strong faith in God in the midst of the storm, Paul felt God's peace. Perfect peace. And that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Bear in mind the context of the passage. They were all in the midst of a storm. They had thrown everything overboard except themselves. Paul urges them to be of good cheer. Maybe, now, maybe you're going through the same kind of storm today. You have God's peace. Not only Paul experienced God's peace, but Paul experienced God's promise. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Paul knew they were basing their assurance on, a, on, on outward conditions, but he was resting in the promise of God. Although the situation seemed hopeless, God has promised he would survive. And uh, he chose to believe God over circumstances. Always remember, whatever we face in life, we must always remember God is in control. If we are in Christ, we are secure in Him, and He alone can provide the strength we need to endure. Never stops believing God. Never stops. He will see you through the storm. Though He slay me, Job says, yet I will trust in Him. I will maintain my own ways before him. I will trust in him means I will hope in him. King Darius, in a lamentable voice, came to Daniel and said, O Daniel, servant of the most living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Daniel said, My God sent his angel and had shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Friend, whatever. All hope seemed to be taken away. Believe God. Believe God. Hang on to it. Believe God. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. And to him that is able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh. There is a divine power that is working in our lives. First of all, you need God's peace. You need God's promise in salvation. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Our greatest source of joy, of peace, is when we see souls get saved. I, I cannot relate to you the joy I felt when those seven precious souls have professed to be saved last Thursday. The joy of Christians is to see souls get saved. The joy of believers in Christ is to see Christians, people get saved. And secondly, I don't know the kind of storm you are going through. Receive God's peace. Receive God's promise into your heart. 
Surrender your burdens to God. Casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. Come unto me all ye that labor. And are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Shall we all stand up please in prayer. While we pray. If you are not yet saved. You are not 100% sure. That if death comes to you. Heaven will be your home. You need to be saved. You need to receive Jesus Christ humbly into your heart. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I'm opening my heart to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. God, find peace in my heart as a child of God. Lay your peace and promises in my heart today. If you had never been saved, please raise your hand. Pastor Wing, I, I would like to receive Jesus Christ wherever you are in, in, the pulp, in, the, in the building right now. God, I need God's peace. I need God's peace. I need, I need to be saved. If you need prayer, Christians, raise your hand quickly and I will pray for you. Amen. God bless you. Who else? Christians, you need God's blessing in your life. God moving. Amen. God bless you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God preached today. Thank you for your blessings and your guidance. In Jesus' name I pray. Bless the invitation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Sir Greg, please. Thank you, Pastor Ringai. Great uh, preaching. And uh, today, if you are not yet saved, you don't know where your soul go after you live in this world. God is offering a free gift of salvation. Maybe you still have that question in your heart, just like the Philippian jailer asking Paul and Silas in Acts 16.31. He asked this big question. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house, your family as well. Keyword, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. God can save your soul today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith. We'll be singing an invitation song, only two verses, and we're going to end. So I hope and pray that you have understood the simple way of salvation and that you will believe and accept Christ as your Savior by faith. And God will save your soul. Whatever God says, He will surely do it. He will surely do it. Today is your salvation day. Grab the opportunity. Let's, what song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Sing, Just As I Am. Just As I Am. Only two verses and we're going to end. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Accept Him as your Savior by faith. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God has been preached by Pastor Ingay. The ball is in your hands. You have to act. You have to act. And the Lord Jesus Christ is knocking at the door. You have to open your door. You have to open your door for Christ to come in. And He will be with you 
until the end of your life. Be saved today. Be saved today. Romans 10.13 Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's sing the second verse, Brother Mark. And if you accept Him as your Lord and Savior today, be part of the Great Commission. Just like Apostle Paul and Silas and all the missionaries, they serve God. They tell others the good news of salvation. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Be part of the laborers. Be part of those who will tell others about the good news of salvation. Christians, whatever is your need this morning, tell God about it. Tell God about it through prayers. Please pray for Pastor Inga and his family. Pray for all the pastors and missionaries and all the members of the church, especially nowadays, trying times. And all the people say, Amen. So in behalf of the church, thank you for coming physically and for those who are uh, who have managed to join us live, daghang salamat sa tanan, and also our first-timers. Okay, thank you for coming. Uh, online first-timers, uh, thank you so much for being with us. We have an evening service. You can join us, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Philippine time, GMT plus 8, terms of time zone. Okay, so let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you once again for the book of Acts. Thank you for our pastor whom you have chosen and not of men to preach us continually, to feed us spiritually. As you have always reminded us, man do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Thank you, Lord, for your assurance in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled, whatever problems we have. Lord, thank you for assuring us as we live in this imperfect world that we are facing so many trials. Just like in the life of Paul, uh, in his journey, there are waves and storms all over the place. Same is true with us, O oh God, as we face this pandemic. We do not know when this ends. Only you, dear Father, who knows what will happen in the future, but we rely on you, dear Father. I thank you for your promise that what we're going to do is looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Help us, Lord, to have that commitment, to have that uh, faithfulness in serving God, just like Apostle Paul. Give us wisdom in every trials and temptations that will come our way. They're coming every hour, every day in our lives. Help us, Lord, strengthen us. Help us to always look at the hope in the Word of God, and help us, Lord, to increase our faith, just like Apostle Paul, in spite of the hopeless situation. Their situation before in the book of Acts is almost the same as our situation right now. But we trust you, Lord, that you will help us, just like the statement of Apostle Paul, be a good cheer, he told the people. Thank you, Lord, for that peace of God that's coming from you. If there's anyone in our midst who is not yet saved, their father or not yet saved, we are praying that the Holy Spirit will continue to talk to their hearts and that they may be saved. Bless us, their father, as we're about to go home. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the word of God. We love you, O God, because you first love us. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. May God bless us all. May muntag sa tanan.